Welcome to Word on the Way, Church of the Cross's daily reading podcast. COTC is an Anglican church in and for Northeast Dawson, rooted in Scripture, guided by ancient practices, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. The next few minutes will feature a reading of Scripture appointed for today, a short reflection on it from a member of our community, and prayer informed by the passage. Our hope is that in these moments you will encounter Jesus, the Living Word. This is Nick Comiskey from Church of the Cross, Austin, and the reading for today is Matthew 9, verses 9 through 13. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The word of the Lord. Pretty short reading today. You're welcome. But what might seem like a minor passage from Matthew's Gospel is, in fact, a major conflict. On one side, the Pharisees. Traditional, Bible-loving, buttoned-up, good people. On the other side, bad people. Tax collectors and sinners. Do you notice how they were packaged together? Well, these were people complicit in injustice and people famous for their immorality. They were to be avoided by good people at all costs. And what this story amounts to is Jesus privileging the compromised, the broken, the least loved. He shared meals with them. And it was these kind of people with whom he wanted to spend time. In this passage, Jesus is coloring outside the lines. And I think we can say the common and and sanctioned understanding of good and bad were not meaningful markers of identity for Jesus. He didn't live in a world where people were divided into those camps. What does it teach us about God that Jesus called this group of people into his service? Why were the irreligious so attracted to him while the godly, quote-unquote, were set against him. One way into this passage is to frame it as a clash of narratives. I know, it's kind of a tired concept, but it works. The uh, philosopher Alistair McIntyre famously said that we can only answer the question, what am I to do, by first answering the question, what story do I find myself apart The Pharisees saw themselves as part of a story of sacrifice. The legacy of colonization evoked in their hearts a determination to be on God's side, on the right side. They were single-minded in their pursuit of doing the right thing. They believed that's what God wanted from them. This is a theme throughout Matthew's gospel. 
A few chapters later, Jesus notes that the Pharisees were so diligent to fulfill the biblical command to tithe that they gave back to God a tenth of their spices, mint, dill, and cumin. But they lost the forest amidst the trees. To paraphrase the immortal Ian Malcolm, they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And so Jesus calls into question the story the Pharisees were living, this narrative of sacrifice. He says, well, don't the scriptures that you claim to know so well point you in a different direction? Sacrifice has a place, but isn't mercy more important? Isn't God more interested in doctoring the sick than rewarding the healthy? I have not come to call the righteous, he says, but sinners. You know, when I think about the people that I love the most, the people that I'm the most willing to sacrifice for, the foundation of those relationships is always, always unearned love. It's people that love me for who I actually am that make me want to become a better person. Likewise, it is wonderful to obey God. It is good to take God's word seriously and exert real effort to conform our lives to it. But that is always in response to the grace of God. It's because and in view of God's mercy that we offer ourselves to God as a living sacrifice. I'm not the first person who has said this. Final thought. Is it not true that at least most of the time, we do not have the same effect on people that Jesus had? We claim to worship and to witness in Jesus' name. So why aren't those labeled broken or marginalized, attracted to us? May Jesus be present in our lives in such a way that the fragrance of God's mercy emanating from us would scent and beautify all who believe themselves to stink. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way that you teach us through your word. And we thank you that you desire mercy, not sacrifice. Renew in our hearts a fresh appreciation for your mercy and flow from us or through us to a hurting world in desperate need of it. We pray all these things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. Check out cotcaustin.org to learn more about our community or to connect with us further. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.